it going? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good now. <laughs> good morning and welcome to It's Not an Allegory. I'm Pam. And I'm Erin. <laughs> and thanks for spending part of your morning, afternoon, evening listening to us talk about nonsense. Well, not quite nonsense. We yeah. like to talk about art and philosophy and I don't even know what else right now. What do we talk? Theology? Coffee. Coffee. We talk about a lot of coffee and we ask a bunch of stupid random questions. But mostly we want to talk about Jesus. So we hope that you are enriched by some of the chaos you are partaking in today. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. So. Okay. We're drinking coffee finally. I've gone the last three days without any caffeine. And so if I'm a little out of it, that is why. Please blame that and not my brain. But I'm actually having coffee, and I'm so happy. It's true. I handed her the coffee, and she started glowing a little bit. I like... breathed it in, and I breathed a sigh of relief out, and it was glorious. Mm-hmm. Caffeine is in the system again. Oh, blessings. We're, we'll actually be firing on all cylinders today, boys. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so today, um, we're drinking another roast from Metal Art Coffee Roasters. Um it's called, okay, I know one of these words. Ethiopia is, that's the word I know, by the way. Um, Yurgashef? Yurgashef. Yurgashef. I think it's Yurgashef. I think I've heard this is word before. Is it a siege? Yurgashef. I guess it depends on what language yeah. you speak. I don't, I, I think it's Yurgashef. I vaguely recognize this word. So anyways, that I'm trying to say it. Um, it's a light roast. It's got notes of strawberry, raspberry, a little bit of a, like a syrupy kind of taste, and a and bit of light cream. Absolutely delicious. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like, oh man. Oh, okay. It's so smooth. So Travis texts us the profile of these coffees, but like pretty quickly after he gives them to us, we don't t- try it until we're drinking it on the show. Oh, he said that so this is good. his favorite coffee. And I see why. I get it. It's this so good. <laughs> like, okay, if I'm honest, I usually veer away from light roasts mm-hmm. because they, the fruity tones usually make a really acidic cup. Yeah. And I don't love an acidic cup. It kind of bothers my stomach. I prefer mm. a more, like, a medium or dark roast so that I get, like, the, the more bitter tones. But this is, like, it's not acidic. Okay, so this I... This is so good. <laughs> Like I'm losing my mind over this. this I is just incredible. changed my favorite coffee. Um, okay. I did that. It's no longer the Brazilian. It is. Mm. It is this. This, this is, is so good. It goes down so smooth. The the raspberry tones are phenomenal. It makes me think of my favorite fruit. So I'm oh glowing goodness. right now. This is okay, y'all. Sixteen bucks. If you're wanting to get some coffee, that's really, really good. Metal or coffee roasters. Yeah, but 16 bucks for a pound, but if you're just wanting to pound. try it, you can get half a pound, and mm-hmm. it's about $8 to $10. It does depend on yeah. the roast that you get. So, like, there's a bit of variance there, but, yeah, around $8. And he ships. So yes. buy this and enjoy oh it and it's feel blessed in the most chaotic way possible. So good. Buy this cup of coffee right here. This is the most aggressive plug I've ever given, but oh, it's yeah. probably because I... Here you go, Travis. Oh, my goodness. You better prepare yourself because, man, like, this is so good. Why do I have such a small cup? <sighs> this cup is not big. No cup is big enough. No. For the well, mine might cup. be. Mine's the size of my well, face, Well, I might be though. stealing some of yours. <laughs> the death glare I just received for such a statement, I might die. You well, might not have had th- coffee for three days, but I slept for 45 minutes last night. Yep, that yep. sucks. That's where we're at. Anyway. <laughs> Never mind. We're not going to get into a competition about who deserves this cup of coffee more. <laughs> That's uh, probably wise. Probably wise for, for you. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's actually talk yeah. about stuff. Okay, so. Weird, obscure questions. I'll let you go first. Because... Okay, I'm so excited to hear this. I asked her this last night, and I told her not to give me my ans- her answer. Uh, 
I just wanted her to think about it, but the look on her face made me very excited to ask this question. So, Pam, what's the dumbest lie you have ever told? The dumbest lie I've ever told? Okay, I... I have the unfortunate ability to be a good liar. However, that was not a skill I had in sixth grade, but I was trying really hard to get to that point. I don't know why. So, Bearing in mind, you weren't saved. Yeah, I wasn't saved until I was 18. <laughs> this is so, free Christian Pam. Um, <laughs> in an effort to be a good liar, I thought I could just make up pretty much anything and make it work in grade six. Fun fact, grade six kids are not bright in the slightest, and I'm an exceptional example of that. I was not bright for most of my life. <laughs> so there's that. And honestly, as, she, as you asked me that, I got like 10 examples, and I tried so hard to think of anything other than those examples. Because I, oh man. Okay, I'm on pins and needles. Tell the story, Pam. I want to know. <sighs> You know what? It's not that funny of a story because I just thought of honestly the dumbest lie in existence that I told. And you would probably not think it's dumb unless you know me. But I told I told a few lies regarding my interests. One of them being that I <laughs> I liked Hannah Montana. In grade six, I told people that as if that was something to be proud of because <laughs> everybody was making fun of me for, like, not being girly enough. Like, I liked Star Wars, and I liked rock music, and I liked wearing black. I liked all this, and people were just like, Pam, you're supposed to be liking High School Musical, and you're supposed to have a crush on Taylor Lautner, and you're supposed oh, to do this. And I was just like, that generation got so, so sick of it that I was like, okay, uh. you know what? I like Hannah Montana. But then I had to prove it. Oh, no. Because nobody believed me because what is this little punk kid saying about liking Hannah Montana? I also told people that I liked Imagine Dragons. And then... Which I actually, I do like Imagine Dragons. I have all of their albums but one on vinyl. That's Whoa, a fun fact. That's cool. I, I actually love Imagine Dragons. If anybody, I actually do like them as well. If I anybody actually, finds mm-hmm. the Smoke and Mirrors record on vinyl, um, let me know. Send me a text. I'll pay you back because for some reason Sunrise Records didn't have it the last 70 times I've been there. Wow. So anyway, side note. So yeah, I told people I liked Imagine Dragons. And then people kind of figure, or, but like at this time, really the only song I knew was Radioactive. <laughs> and I got caught because someone played an Imagine Dragons song. And I was like, hey, this is kind of good. I kind of like it. It's kind of too pop for me, though. I don't know if I'm vibing. That's what you said? Yeah. Oh, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and, and then? And then everybody was like, so you don't actually like this and I was just like nope nope I don't this is pretty dumb actually oh too cool for school Uh uh-huh classic and then I was told it (laughs) was Imagine Dragons and everybody in that room was like so nobody knows what you like actually because you say you like Hannah Montana you can't name a single episode from it then you go to say you like pop music you can't identify your favorite band so what's going on here? And I was just like, okay, pop music sucks and I hate it. And I went off for probably 20 minutes about how pop music is the worst thing to happen in existence, only to later become a Taylor Swift fan. So little me would probably be spitting in my face right now if they met me, but you know, yeah. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I also had several pranks backfire on me in grade six, so... Man, I I really wish I could build a time machine, not to, like, participate in events, because, like, that would mess with the time-space continuum. No, I'm not a nerd. Back off, Pam. Uh, But only to observe. I would want to go back and observe things. Just observe me? Yep. I would just go watch you for a while. I don't know if you would ever respect me again. I would never respect... No, I would come back with so much ammunition. 
for any time you got on my back for anything, I would just be like, well, but when you were in grade three, you did such and such, little Pam, and you would just be flabbergasted and you would have no comeback because you would be so taken aback. Grade three me wasn't flattering either. So. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. No, Kate, grade three anybody wasn't flattering. Kate, okay. no, you're talking to someone who was incredibly dumb for most <laughs> of their life. Like, I oh, know you probably would have been my best friend. I adopted children like you. Into ah. under, I took them under my wing because I wasn't dumb as a yeah, grade three. Evidently. Like, Kate, dumb re- is relative. Like, obviously I was dumb compared to me now mm-hmm. or dumb compared to any adult. But for the grand spectrum of like grade three kids i was on the not dumb side of grade three kids so i adopted little i'm little. convinced you were just a boring kid hey i was whoa 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 okay no and i'll tell you why i think this it's because this is a follow-up to the next question kind of like a reverse thing i asked aaron what is something you believed longer than you should have and then she answered me that she was a very logical child who didn't have any irrational beliefs. Well, like, not really. Like, okay, because my parents never told me Santa Claus was real. They never tried to convince me of any of that. And, like, they handed me the two bucks when I lost a tooth kind of thing. Fair. Like, they didn't try and convince me of any of those things. Um, I probably believed in dragons for a while because my favorite cartoon was Dragon Tales. Never seen it. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, sorry. I'm going to move on from that. And, like, okay, I was, you can ask my mother, I was the farthest thing from a boring child. I had an extremely overactive imagination, but I knew I had an imagination. So, like, it's not like I believed these things necessarily mm-hmm. because I wasn't told that they were true, like, like yeah. Santa Claus. But I entertained the thought, and I made up stories. I, like, would tell stories all the time, and... I was not a boring kid. Okay. I was so far from boring. You have no idea. I was I was hyperactive. My poor mother. I was the fourth kid. Her last kid. She's probably thinking, okay, all the other kids have been pretty chill on the whole. So this kid will probably be pretty chill. No. And I'm in my mid-30s. We're, we're tired. <laughs> well, this will be easy. We know what we're doing. And then I came along and I completely destroyed her worldview. <laughs> All right, and I was insane. I I climbed trees and got stuck. I like would run off into the woods to like play by myself. Like I was insane. Not insane. I was just crazy. My poor mother, bless her soul. She had so much patience with me. Has so much patience with me, I should say. Like, yeah. Yeah, you think I have like a bad attention span now and I tell crazy stories? Like times that by 30 and you have me as a kid. Don't come at me saying I was a boring kid. Don't you dare. You didn't even know me. You've only known me for two years. Back off, Pam. You jerk. <laughs> you get so, like, aggressive when I say you're boring every time. It's okay. not funny. It may or may not be one of my greatest fears. I know. Is to be boring. I know. Because boring people that. are the worst. I You jerk. That's not nice. Neither is saying that you wish you could go back to grade three so that you could have stuff on me so I leave you alone. It's mostly for entertainment purposes. Yeah, exactly. And and I would get a fuller understanding of the Pam that I know today. You don't want And I'd have a greater appreciation for how far you've come. Would I? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Wouldn't I? You might. Yeah. You might have thrown interfering with the space-time continuum out the window and hit me with a (laughs) two-by-four. Would I have been that frustrated with watching your life? Yes. I guess you've wa- you've seen me watch TV. You know yeah. that, like, you've yeah. seen me yell at characters yeah. for being dumb. I'd probably be yeah. doing that. You know how dumb I am, Erin? <laughs> you know how... D- I feel like I have no idea. The reason I asked you that question was because I am not kidding, and we can blame the Alberta public school system for this. I believe that... Polar bears lived in Antarctica until I was 17 years old. (laughs) And then 
I was talking about politics oh, with my, my mother. Goodness. Keep in mind, I was a crazy left winger who just hated everybody and I wanted to burn everything. So I said, I'm going to go and form a new government with the penguins and the polar bears. And my mom was like, so are you going north or south? And I was just like, what do you what mean? Do you mean? <laughs> and then she just kind of looked at me. She's like, Pamela, where do you think polar bears live? I was like. She said, Pamela. Can oh, no. I... Can I not answer because I feel like I'm going to be wrong. And she was like, no, Pamela, where do polar bears live? And I was like, not Antarctica. And she was like, yeah, not Antarctica. And, and I completely was, decimated and your I entire kinda, argument. I went so blank trying to figure out where these polar bears were from. Because <laughs> I didn't oh, know. I live word. in Canada. We have polar bears in yeah, Canada. Yeah, we do. I didn't know that. <laughs> dying right now at this knowledge i just kind of my mom was just like pamela have you ever heard of churchill manitoba and i was like yeah i why why just why is that relevant we're talking about penguins and then she's like yeah that's where the polar bears live is churchill manitoba and i just kind of sat there like what (laughs) wow so yeah That's actually what I meant. That's amazing. See, I think I knew that because, like, I was obsessed with animals. mm -hmm. I was convinced I was going to be a veterinarian. Uh, Before that, this is another proof Erin was not a boring child. Um, When I was about four or five, my dream job, Mm -hmm. job in air quotes, was to have every job. And just every day I would go to a different job because I just wanted to do everything. Anyways, but after that... I kind of got into this animal obsession. I had already been obsessed with animals. I had memorized this um, little kid's animal encyclopedia book, like, and I knew every animal in it, and I could probably have just told you from memory what each animal was. I didn't... Okay. I was kind of lonely. I didn't have a lot of friends my age. My siblings were all older than me and, like, didn't want to hang out with me. Anyways, so moving past that... It's fine. I was fine. I'm not it's boring. Fine. I memorized fine. the encyclopedia I memorized things like animals. Anyways... <laughs> But I, so I memorized encyclopedias and I like watched Sabumafu, that was my favorite show probably, and Dragon Tales, things like that. So I learned all these facts about animals. And then I remember once, I think it was like the church foyer and I'm like standing there with my mom and whatever conversation is going on with adults, like adults are talking. Mm-hmm. And someone said something about animals and I corrected them. And I was like, actually this is this and this and like this animal lives here and, and they eat these things and blah, blah, blah. And they just stood there like, like, who is this kid? Where did she come from? And neither of us said social skills. No, we actually what I'm thinking Okay, of. but what kid has social skills? That's the beauty of being a kid is you don't need social skills because you don't care. I wish we could go back to that. I think you're the antithesis of who I was as a no, child. I, probably, actually. Like, and I loved talking to adults about these things because adults could actually hold a conversation about such things, which is why kids my age drove me nuts on the, for the most part. It's like, how do you not know these things? And like, so I, as a kid, I hated being patronized, like patronized is a strong word, but like when, when adults kind of talk down to kids and talk to them like they're babies, I'm like, I'm six. I know how to talk. Like, I know my words Please speak to me I'm like not a I little understand. kid. I'm six. Well, like I knew I was a little kid. Actually, I probably was like I'm not. I was the kid who was like I'm grown up. I'm big now. I'm seven. Like I was that kid, but I actually could hold a conversation. So it was kind of like obviously it's like okay, hey, you're still a kid and you're immature. But I wasn't stupid, so I didn't want to be talked to like I was stupid. So to this day, anytime people patronize anyone, especially me, I it drives me nuts. It's one of my pet peeves. You're a little aggressive. I'm a little aggressive. Sorry, this is we're getting yep. passionate rants here. Erin's childhood and how it shaped her today. But, yeah, I was obsessed. And so now uh, I sometimes will know these random facts about animals, and I'll just be like, where did this knowledge come from? Like, someone will mention something like, oh, yeah, I know about that. And I'm like, how, how do I know about that? I don't remember learning this. Like, it's just deep, stored memory. Anyways. I was not like that. <laughs> okay, but our point. What was the question again? What was something I believed for way too long? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, evidently. Um, I never believed in the tooth fairy. That's a fun fact. That's because my dad was really bad at it. And I'll tell that story another day. But okay. my dad was the worst tooth fairy in existence. Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm. you might have noticed that we are talking about believing and lying. And 
I my brain just blanked on where I was going with that sentence. Anyways, yeah, okay, believing in lying, and we're mainly going to talk about lies that we have believed, but we're going to try and counter that with the truth of the gospel. Yeah. So, Pam, you have a few points to start us off. Yeah. Right? Um. And oh no, like the thing is with this, like these are things that I like. I was thinking about it a lot this week. We had a bit of a devotional on it in the dorm this week, and. Um, I realize that the problem is that a lot of the lies I believe now, um, A, are all rooted back in Genesis 3. And B, they're, they're the same lies I believed before I became a Christian. And they're, the thing is, the devil just uses the same lies for every person. Not very creative. He's not very creative. He's, hmm. he's got one small bag of tricks is that because creativity is part of being in the image of god maybe that's another podcast isn't it but yeah so like before we start (laughs) write that down before we're gonna talk about how like first off satan is the father of lies everything we're talking about here are like comes from satan wanting to corrupt god's truth wanting to corrupt his word Wanting to corrupt how we see the world, how we see God. So we got to remember that, first and foremost, as we talk through lies. Even talking about lies, like uh, we did an exercise last week, this last week where we write down lies that we believe. And even writing them down, I realized how much I actually believe these lies. And so, like, yeah, we're going to talk about things. And I encourage you, if you're struggling with any of these thoughts or lies that you would just turn to straight scripture mm. that you would pray about it that you would tell other people about it yeah, that you d- would be don't keep it to yourself yeah because we seem to think that we have these unique struggles when, we don't when when you boil them down we all struggle with the same things yeah like and you know, you know it's funny because i was thinking about what the original lie was in genesis chapter three um, because really Satan's a father of lies. That's his name in scripture, but he had a very, very specific lie and it was him saying, did God actually say fill in the blank? That's part one of the lie. Did God really say part B <laughs> is that you will be like God. Those are the two Lies that he uses. Every other lie is going to stem part out of one that. Part one and part B. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was, that was kind sorry. Of it's just... <laughs> 45 minutes, man. I know. Drink more coffee. I'm working on it. <laughs> anyway. No. Definitely. Like, did God really say that mm-hmm. you will be like God? Like... That's every lie we believe. I went through my list because I was sitting there, A, super frustrated because I was reading all these lies that I believe. I'm like, man, I have believed this since I was a kid. I became a Christian, all these lies were supposed to go away, and they're not. They're just in different forms. Like, mm-hmm. my lie before I became a Christian was that my worth is in music. My worth is in art. My worth is in poetry. My worth is in what I can do. Now, my worth is in my church. My worth is in how well I know the Bible. My worth is in how much I reflect Christ. All these things are things that I tell, and like I still struggle with. Like, yeah, my worth is in what I can do. What I, it's so tempting to put my worth in everything around me, and it's just the same lie. And basically, I was thinking about it. I'm like, why do I believe this? And then I realized that this is the lie of, you know, even just like where your worth is. Like, did God really say that your worth is in such and such? My worth is in this. And so, yeah, that's just, it's something that I really thought through. And so, yeah, I have a list of lies that I struggle with. And I couldn't really think of scripture to back it up when I first wrote it down. Not going to lie. Like, I wrote these lies down a few days ago. And I just kind of looked at them. And I was like, I don't even know how to respond to this. Like... I know there's scripture to back it up, but I can't think of it. It's not 
coming to my head. However, like the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit in Scripture is that when you you need those scriptures, if you've studied the scripture, the Holy Spirit can call it to mind. And so it was actually really cool because Aaron and I were going through this and then I sat down again and I pulled out that list and I thought of like scripture after scripture, which was so cool. And for the most part, I'm just going to read Ephesians or tell you to read Ephesians because Ephesians is a blessed, blessed book. It's probably one of my favorite books of the Bible. It's so good. It's so good. It's probably, it was one of the first books I became a Christian and read. Because mm. when I became a Christian, I read Romans, and then I read through Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a different vibe from Romans. Just a little bit. A little bit. I think I probably should have actually started. I don't know if I should have started with Galatians. Romans put me in my place really fast. Yeah, I bet. It's <laughs> kind of the point. Yeah. It put me in my place. So maybe, yeah, I did this the right way. But, yeah, so. um, Is there a wrong Never mind. I was going to say, is there a wrong way to read scripture? And then I realized there absolutely is a wrong way to read scripture. Yeah, it's called eisegesis. I know. At Bible college, should not do it. However, I think I do it more now that I'm at Bible college than I do before. Because I know how to do it kind of okay. Like, I cannot be a heretic. Being being able to apply scripture well is... Eisegesis. It is eisegesis, but you first exegete the passage. And then you... See what's up. Anyways, it's just—it's funny to me that we're in a class to learn next Jesus, and I definitely isogene more than I did before I got here. <laughs> so that's a fun fact. Oh, uh, I isogene a um, lot less. Exegesis. I is, did YWAM. That's all I learned to do was to isogene passages. <laughs> Quick Hence definitions why I'm at Bible for school. you. <laughs> exegete is when you look at the context to determine the meaning of the passage. Um, eisegete is when you have a meaning, you want to defend it with scripture. And yeah. You just, or like when you, you read go, a passage or, yeah. and you immediately just apply it to mm-hmm. yourself. Without thinking of what, what the author was originally intending. It's extremely so, dangerous because yeah. like, yeah, it wasn't written to you. So there's truths that are applicable. Yeah, you're not but in you gotta, but the you Corinthian church. must first apply, like you must first find the original context and apply it to yourself mm-hmm. correctly once you know the point of the passage. You know, you're supposed to figure out what is the timeless truth within this. Yeah. So that's a quick definition for you. We were told we use really, like, technical Bible college terms, and we yes. don't really define them. So we're, we're going to do our, on that a we're little gonna bit. try better. I'm sorry for everyone else who's in Bible school listening to this, who's just like, yeah, yeah we know what this is. We're with, like, we're in your class, Aaron. Who do you think? Yeah. Yeah, we have we have people. My youth kids sometimes listen. Hi, Karis. I hope you're listening. I hope um, you are following. But yeah, yeah. She she was the one who was like, Erin, can you can you define some things?" And I was like, Aww. "Yeah, absolutely. It's Cute. Like, you're not you're, you're not in Bible school yet. So yet yet. <laughs> so the first lie that I thought through that I believe on a daily basis, and this is something that I believed when I first became a Christian, and then I thought it went away, and then it just kind of resurfaced itself. A little bit lately. And so we can earn salvation. Mm. Which is not true. At all. Fun fact. Can't. Can't earn salvation. Um, and a passage that I was thinking of. as I, I thought about going to Romans. Um, but then I probably wouldn't have been able to pick a verse in Romans. I would have read the entire book of po- Romans. And that would have been our podcast. Because fun fact about Pam. She loves the book of Romans. I love Romans. I'm kind of, I don't know. I've been called a Calvinist. I don't know what. You call yourself would. a Calvinist. I mostly do it because it gets you, a re- like, gets a reaction <laughs> out of you. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, like, I agree with five points of Calvin, but. You don't identify with Calvin. I don't. Which is good because yeah. you shouldn't. I shouldn't. I identify with the, Christ, but, like, also. I follow Paul. Yeah. I follow Apollos from yeah. the Corinthians, no. right? It's like, no, you follow Part Jesus. Part it was really, actually, you were so passionate the first time we talked about it that I was like. So is now a good time to mention I'm a Calvinist? <laughs> Grabs popcorn in the back of my mind. Like, that's exactly my reaction. Do you have a theater in your room? In my brain? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Wow, I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. That's how my brain works. That's how your brain works? So, you just yes. sit and watch things? Yeah, I just, Brilliant. like, kind of sit there. I'm like, how can I, like, make this the most entertaining thing that the little chemicals in my brain can witness? We gave all my chemicals in my brain little names so that we would be able to 
make them nicer. I'll explain that one day. We've really diverted. Yeah. Hello, um, Pam. Ephesians 8. I think, or uh, not Ephesians 8. Ephesians 2, 8. Where no it says, for by There's no Ephesians 8. We're no not Ephesians saying this. Um, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may mo- boast. And honestly, that was a verse I was told to memorize as a kid. And it didn't really hit me until actually I was just going through these list of lies. And it's not my own works. Mm. That's crazy. And that's how God arranged it, because he knew that we are prideful people who do try to save ourselves. And he was like, no, I'm going to do this for you without any action from you whatsoever, actually. And you're just going to have to depend on me because I'm the one who saved you. And Mm. you can boast in that. Mm. Which is pretty cool. Mm. You're thinking. Yep. It's good. It's good. Also, you took my coffee. I did. I took a sip of coffee. It was really good. I I got a small cup because I probably shouldn't be having caffeine right now. But I wanted caffeine. This is good. Man, it's good coffee. Anyways. Yes. That's good stuff. I mean, lies are not good things. Mm -hmm. Please don't believe lies. Um, I I feel like anytime you sum up, like, lies, I can never really pinpoint specific things. I know um, (laughs) this year has been very humbling of how I do not uh, work on my own strength, especially the last couple weeks have been pretty rough, and I am very much facing, oh, right, I am extremely weak. I am not I am not as strong as I think I am. Uh maybe compared to other people, but compared to God, no, not even close, not even a fraction. Mm-hmm. Uh so really having to come to terms with that, that's a it's a fun lesson to learn. Just saying, mm-hmm. um if you ever pray for God to show you how strong he is, buckle up. You're about to have an interesting time. And yeah, yeah he's really brought me brought me down uh to where <laughs> to where I belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he has shown me how much he cares. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing the way God works. We would never be able to work so, so tactfully and skillfully with people. Like, can you imagine humbling someone and like showing them that you are way stronger than them while at the exact same time, like with one hand you're, you're, you're humbling them and with the other hand you're comforting them. We don't even, we don't have that ability. Not at all. We might try, but we don't, right? Like to make to give someone comfort at the same time that you're the one making them uncomfortable, kind of in a sense, you know, like that is so incredible. That's just one thing that God sometimes does when he's teach when he's teaching us, when he's showing us uh, who he is. So like I've been, it's been hard, but I've been very blessed to know that my God cares for me. Mm-hmm. And like I had a whole week where I, I didn't, think he did like Mm -hmm. where I was like man like I don't Mm -hmm. I don't feel anything you know like I know we don't base our Mm -hmm. our faith is not based on feelings I know that um probably better than than some because I don't like feelings feelings are not fun and I don't experience them in in hard fast times I don't know what I'm saying um but usually when I read the gospel it stirs something in my Mm -hmm. spirit right and I went and read it and it did absolutely nothing for me. And I and it broke me down. I I was like, oh Lord, I cannot do this without you. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to do this without like if if this is how I feel when reading the gospel is just just nothing. Like, oh my word, take that from me. And yeah. the lie I believed was that God didn't care for me. Yeah. And I was I was like, oh well he must not care. Um mm-hmm. he he must be just leaving you to your own uh your own devices it's like oh yeah. you've you've angered god enough now he's 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 tired of you aaron you must be you you're on your own for a little while now like you got to figure this out on your own and that was a huge lie like i don't i don't I'm not want to want to over spiritualize things but i think when we're having problems the devil is right there mm-hmm. ready to capitalize on mm-hmm. on the problems that we're having so there, there can be a combination of, mm-hmm. of issues going on. And, like, 
I definitely needed to work through some things. Mm-hmm. And like that was important. That was from God. But at, at the same time, the father of lies was right there ready to twist it and, yeah. and use it to his own advantage when I was, when I was low, when I was weak. Right. Um, but it's kind of like Abraham and his camp when they were all circumcised, they were told to be circumcised on the same day, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem like much, but when you think about it, it's like all these men are circumcised. They can't fight when, when they're recovering for a few days. They, they're, they're in too much pain to fight at all. So the logical person would say, oh, like human logic. Human logic would say, oh, we'll do it like a third at a time so that there's always people to guard the camp from from enemies and invaders. But God said, no, you need to do it all at once and have faith that I will protect you. And that's kind of what, what my, my weeks have been like. The last few weeks have been like, it's like, no, we're, we're going to deal with this and... It's not about your strength, Aaron. That's that's not the point. And we've kind of diverted from lies. But No, that's that's a pretty key lie. And like I remember like yeah, when you were first kinda in the middle of the week when you were struggling with that, you walked in my room and you said one of the lies that I actually relate to the most in that you said, you know, I feel like God's far and he doesn't hear and he doesn't really mm-hmm. yeah and like that's actually one of the lies on my list like that's one I definitely fight through on a regular basis like I don't know um just after praying for years for certain things and not getting the answer I want because sometimes I forget that no is an answer or praying for something and then seeing the opposite, not only I know, but the opposite happen. And it's just like, okay, is this like, what's happening here? Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you care about what I'm saying? Are you just like trying to mess with me here? What's going on? Except for, I'm going to quote as a rebuttal to this lie, your favorite book of the Bible, book of Hebrews. Hebrews. I love um, Hebrews. It's so good. Oh, he's uh, the author, he, or controversially, <gasps> she. she. <laughs> so, okay. I don't actually believe that. Little I don't actually believe that. Just little so explanation. Okay, author of Hebrews is unknown, right? And I've read a theory that what if it was a female apostle? And that's why they didn't. And it's funny. Name. And that's why they didn't put their name, which like. I mean, no one could have. No one can tell me that that can't be it nope. because we don't know. And so, part of me just, does want to believe that. I'm it's not just funny. Lie. It's just funny. So, we don't actually believe no. that. We're just making but a joke. Seeing Aaron's face every time <laughs> I say she, I just can't. She she kind of gets a look of amusement, but also disgust. Yeah, I doubt it. So, but it says in Hebrews chapter four. Mm. Um, Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Hmm. And in Ephesians, can you tell I like Ephesians? Hmm? Ephesians 3.12, it says in um, I'll start with 11, I guess, because 12 is half a sentence. This was according to the eternal purpose that he, he w- has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Hmm. And, like, yeah, it seems like God is far in that, you know, he's holy. He's holy. We're not. He's sovereign. We're not. Mm. He hears our prayers, and we think that prayer means that he's going to, if we pray, you know, we eisegete that passage in John about if we ask in his name, he will grant it or whatever. And we think that means, okay, God, I'm asking for the comfy way out of this situation and also a puppy. We're going to get the comfy way out of this situation and a puppy. And that's not how this works. That's, That's not how it works at all. And so, like... But not only does he hear us, he we have an advocate with the Father. We have a Savior who is part of the royal priesthood who made a way for us to boldly approach the holy throne of God. Mm. Like, not only is he close, 
he is close enough for us to boldly approach. And that's crazy to me. Hmm. Like, we can just walk into the throne room of heaven and say, God, this is what I need prayer for. And only because we're covered with, by the and blood of Christ. Only because of Christ. Yeah. Christ has sealed, like, made that way. We're, we're not having to approach God mm. and be all, well, I was going to say and be solemn. No, we should be solemn. Um, I recant that statement. Um, <laughs> we can we be sh- joyful. We can be joyful and we can be confident that he Joy hears. can be serious. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it can be. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, some mm. other identif- uh, uh, some other lies are, like, the temptation to put our identity outside the gospel. Mm. I know that's one I have thought through a lot. Like, where does my identity lie? And it's so easy to put it in my grades. That's one I struggle with a lot my grades um or the people around me um I have pretty amazing friends I have a pretty amazing family I have a pretty amazing boyfriend it's really easy for me to identify as those things yeah instead of a sinner whose sins are paid for by the holy son of god Hmm. and that you know Satan twists that so quickly and he's just like yeah you're not actually Cover, you're not actually an heir to the inheritance of God. You're not actually a child of God. You're not actually saved. You're not actually justified. You actually have to work for your salvation. Actually, God said that, but he didn't really, really Did God mean really that. say that, Did God that, really you say that you're... You don't need to work for yeah. your salvation? Did God really say that you're covered by that salvation? And that is such Did a he? huge one. Because, yeah. like, if you if you look at, I guess, if I say denominations that have kind of strayed mm-hmm. from the gospel, mm-hmm. denominations, cults, those kind of things, I'll let you figure out what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. One of the first things that they believe is that they can work for their salvation. Yeah. Every time. And Almost every single time. Without fail, there is works involved. And I think that's a key reason why we have so many people leaving the church, too, is we have people who genuinely haven't been taught the gospel properly, and so they think, okay, I prayed, therefore I am saved. Mm. And their identity is even in a prayer and not in the saving work of Christ. And Mm. I think that that's why we have so many people getting discouraged and walking away. It's because we don't properly teach the gospel that Christ died for our sins, that he Mm. was raised, that we are able to be covered by that salvation, Mm. that we can be a new creation, that God wants a relationship with us. Like, these are all, that's the gospel. Mm. A big part of that is, like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, Mm -hmm. people are doers. Yeah. like to work. I do that so We do things, and that's good. Mm -hmm. That is something we're supposed to do. Like, Mm -hmm. we weren't just created to do nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. man was created to tend the garden and do something. And he, Mm -hmm. he had a purpose. And his work was fruitful, quite literally. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. but when often when people become Christians and they're new to their faith, there isn't an outlet for them to do something. And so they start thinking, well, I must, be, I must need mm-hmm. to do something more so that I can feel saved again mm-hmm. and, and get this feeling back. Mm-hmm. And it just spirals from there. Yeah. That's a huge, huge problem. So if you, if you run into people like that, give them some purpose because we do have purpose. Mm-hmm. We have the Great Commission. We have all sorts of things that we can do by mm-hmm. surrendering things over to Christ and to following yeah. him. It's kind of a, seems like a reverse logic of like, do something by letting him mm-hmm. do everything for us. Yeah. It's kind of a... Seems a little weird. Seems but... a little backwards. It's almost like it's what the opposite of the wor- that what the world tells us. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like guess we're almost at 45 minutes so i can't ramble too long but like another one is like kind of tied to that and it's it's our responsibility to save fill in the blank to save ourselves save our friends save the earth the earth (laughs) that's a big believe that one definitely not um (laughs) totally still don't buy reusable straws and try and reduce my plastic Okay, that's not bad, though. <laughs> no, it's always a twisting, though. I know, it's funny. It's funny. But, like, we're told that we can save ourselves or save the earth, and, and we're trying to find some purpose. And, like, 
the the whole movement to to try and save the earth like i i think it's bogus but it doesn't mean that we're supposed to abuse the earth like no, no like we're supposed to be good stewards and like but notice it was, it's such a twisting of that yeah. right where it, it it's supposed to be oh like tend tend the earth mm-hmm. and take care of it and like use the things that god has given you for his glory and for mm-hmm. and like for what he has called you to do mm-hmm. with them and it just becomes by the lies of satan mm-hmm. it becomes this idol yeah. that people think oh i could i can save the earth if i do a b and c mm-hmm. it's like well no the earth is going to burn sorry all your yeah. all your work will be wasted mm-hmm. but it's god's work that should be magnified in the first place yeah um so we've talked a lot about lies. Erin had a really good point of truth last night that I think we should end on. So what was that? I'll... Oh, <laughs> I was I'm so scared. I was like, "This is why." What did I say? This was at one a.m. last night. I don't true. remember anything. This is why I read your um, notes as well as my own. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to counter since we talked about lies, and it can feel really discouraging mm-hmm. when we're faced with them, some of the things we believe, mm-hmm. but. The easiest way, the best way, mm-hmm. not the easiest, the best way is not to think, oh, I better stop believing these lies. Mm-hmm. You need to replace it with something, right? You don't, your head is not a void. Well, some people, I question. But, I mean, I did believe that a polar bear lived in Antarctica for but 17 years. Your, your mind is not <laughs> void. It's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think people are actually that dumb most of the time. I mean, sometimes when you're stuck in traffic, you question it. But, yeah. I'm so tired. What is the truth about God? That is probably the best way to replace. What is the truth about God, about mm-hmm. Jesus, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Replace that. Dwell on those truths, mm-hmm. and you will find that the lies you believe, just mm-hmm. they fade. They they go away, and, and the Lord is the one who works that out for you. So dwell on him and who he is. Mm-hmm. So from Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh-huh. I absolutely love this passage, and I... I know I'm looking it up, but I memorized it Mm -hmm. long ago. But it's from the Shema. And it's like every Jewish kid memorized this. Like this is was the household thing. You know, like we say the Lord's Prayer. They said the Shema. And I love the Shema so much. Hear, O Israel. Mm -hmm. Shema, Shema, hear, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul and with all your might and i just it, it's just so simple the lord our god is one the lord is one we don't we don't serve multiple gods mm-hmm. there's we don't serve the earth or each other mm-hmm. like mankind is, is is not what we serve but the lord is one and then also in isaiah just give me a moment to flip there one of my favorites as well mm-hmm. isaiah 42 uh kind of echoes the same thing but it's it's god talking and actually, I'm going to read a little bit beforehand because God is really like, he's saying who he is and a lot of, and by, by what he does and is, is the evidence of his, his glory. Thus, oh, it's Isaiah 42, by the way. Thus says the Lord, or thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and Mm -hmm. new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. And then it goes into sing to the Lord a new song. And it's just, it goes on and on. And like the Lord goes out like a mighty man. Like there's so many things we can learn about God from from beginning to end of, of the Bible. Like mm-hmm. just just go and read. Like I, I highlight in pink when it's like the glory of God. Uh, I have a color coding system. Uh, there's a lot of pink. I, it's, it's just, there's so much. There's so much we could say about how great God is. But, like, in, instead of dwelling on the lies, like, acknowledge the lies that you believe and Pray that the Lord, like, say, search me, O God. Search me, O God, and, and show me where, where I could be loving you more and loving you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might. 
and and following after what I read in Deuteronomy, and you'll just find like those lies they can't they can't exist in the same place. Like if you're being filled with the Spirit and your mind is filled with the knowledge of God, there's no room for those lies anymore, and it's so hard to relinquish. Sometimes we find a lot of comfort in these lies, like mm-hmm. that I can make these decisions for myself. It's scary to trust. Like Hebrews 10 says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. It really is. He's very scary because he's so big and so beyond our imagination. And we like to know things. We like to know what's going on and, and to say, yes, I know this. It's like, you don't know squat. You know nothing. Can you say how God upholds the universe by a word of his power and how he is beyond that? And he, like living God. That is scary. That is scary. Every like the pagans, they follow after gods of of stone or of of wood. These carved images. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't look the same in our modern culture, but it's neo pagan and it is the same. It's the exact same. Nobody thinks of new things. There's nothing new under the sun, and God remains the same. And we still believe these same yeah. lies since the beginning of time that mm-hmm. have existed. But pray that the Lord will deliver you from that. And I 100% believe he's faithful to do that because that that is a, a good and righteous prayer. It is a hard process. It is an ongoing process. We, we fall into the same traps and the devil is always there to remind us of our failings. But when you believe that you're covered by the precious blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. those things have no, no space. Yeah. I got really... You got really passionate. Yep. It was a good time. I'm going to end this with... Um, a word of truth, a promise, um, from God, um, in Romans, and I think that's where we'll end it, um, a final truth and an assurance, um, for all of us who are under Christ, um, I just, I hope that you guys can reflect on this passage I'm going to be reflecting on as we go out, it's from Romans, so now we get to quote my favorite book and my favorite verse, um, Romans 8, verse 37 to 39 says, No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Mm. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Be blessed in the most chaotic way possible. And enjoy your coffee.